0: Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, and it is primarily about music and creative culture in London. Today's episode was recorded at The Waiting Room in Stoke, Newington. It's a live music venue that's a basement venue underneath a pub called The Three Crowns. I got there a little bit late, about quarter past nine, so I missed most of the show, but the band I really came to see was a headline band. And they are called Amethysts, A-M-E-T-H-Y-S-T-S. I do talk to them in this episode, but I talk to quite a few people in this episode. So upon my arrival at the venue, who should be right in front of me but Francisco, who is a friend of the podcast, who's starting to border on Stalker of the podcast, because he is just at every other show I go to. But he isn't on the podcast this time around. I just happened to see him as I was heading in, and we were kind of in a similar spot for the show. Uh, Just before the show started, I went upstairs to get a small drink. Whenever I go to a free show, I try to get some sort of drink from the bar as my way of paying for a ticket, so to speak, just to try and support financially, because I know that's what will make venues more likely to let that person put on another show at at their space. So I went upstairs, got a lemonade, and spoke briefly to the bartender there. His name is Baptiste. He's the first conversation. After that, I spoke to some of the people who attended the show, as well as the promoter. So Solomon and Greta were fellow attendees who really enjoyed Amethysts. And Dan is the person responsible for the whole night's entertainment. He is a promoter who goes by the name of Turtle Tempo. After speaking to the three of them just outside of the venue, I went back downstairs and spoke to the band Amethysts, who are Simon and Clarice. Found out who they are, basically, because I had no idea... They even existed until about a few hours before their gig last night. And then after talking to them, as I was leaving, I noticed the sound engineer for the gig was leaving with me, essentially. Like, we both left at the same time. So I started started speaking to him. So Ken is the last conversation I have on this episode. And we were talking whilst walking from the waiting room down towards Dalston Junction Station. So, first you hear me speak to Baptiste. Then I speak to Solomon and Greta, and then we are joined by Dan, who is the promoter for the night. Then I speak to Amethysts, who are Simon and Clarice, and then I speak to Ken, the sound engineer for last night's show. I really, really enjoyed talking to everyone last night. I don't know, I think there was just a good vibe in the air, but I'll talk more about that after these conversations. I hope you enjoy listening to them, and I'll catch up with you in a bit, maybe a little bit of original music as well. See you in a moat. So, I'm upstairs in the waiting room in Stoke Newington. I'm at the bar, and the guy I'm talking to has a cool Jesus and Mary Change shirt. I thought I'd say hi. What's your name? Baptist. How long have you been working here? Uh, About two years now. Have you lived in Stoke Newington that long as well? Nah, but in Acme, yeah, since I moved in London about three years ago. So, what? Obviously, this place, there's a bar and kind of restaurant upstairs, there's a live music venue downstairs. Do you check out much live music around here? What do you mean? Like do you go to many like do you go to many gigs here? Oh yeah. yeah. I always check here what's going on downstairs anyway. Are there any other venues nearby that you tend to go to?
1: Uh around there, like just the Chacoulans and uh the Moth
0: Club. Yeah, that's the best ones in Acne I think. You no. Know. Yeah. Now do you go to see bands that you already know or do you check out newer bands, do you see your friends performing? It, it depends, like usually uh, I, quite, I quite go to see bands I know uh, but like sometime like just randomly go for a time somewhere. And... Now who do you trust to tell you which, ba- which new bands are worth checking out?
1: Uh,
0: the venues? The venue. Yeah. Oh, so if there's a band playing a Shackle or Arms, you Yeah, I know, yeah, I know it's Must gonna be, be good. Kind of good. Yeah. Do you play any bands yourself? No, I'm a DJ. What kind of music do you play? I pick up everything. <laughs> Where do you tend to DJ? Uh, in London, I play like usually, like mainly here and then a like, few other places around, and around in Europe. How long have you been in London? Uh, in three years. Where were you before that? In France, Bordeaux. Oh, is that like Born and Bred, France? Yeah. So what made you choose to come to London? Uh, the music. (laughs) Has it lived up to the expectations then?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The level is higher there. (laughs) Well thanks for your quick chat, man. I'll catch up with you later. Later, Pleasure man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no pressure, guys. <laughs> so, I'm outside of where are we? So in the place. We are the waiting room, the yes, it's right. That's it, thank Park you. East. <laughs> we have a new host for the podcast, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So, I'm show, here with show, two man. people who are at the front of the show we've just seen. And I approached you guys because halfway through the show, the, a lot of the audience have sat down. They kindly asked to be cooler people, stood up, and you two stood up along with me. So, I thought yeah. oh, they seem like cool people. So, let's start at the beginning. What are your names? Nice. So, we have the lovely Greta.
3: My name is Greta. Um, and and we you are...
4: Have... And I'm the wise one, Solomon. No joking. <laughs> 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 so,
0: how do you two know each other?
3: Um, so, we used to work together at Chanel's store in Harrods. My
0: Yeah, Ooh, a long time ago,
3: actually. And, yeah, we just got back together as, like, friends. And, yeah. And... Um,
0: so you worked in a long time ago. Yeah, we worked. Yeah, we,
3: yeah, and then we kind of didn't talk much, and I decided to kind of to know him better, and um, yeah, you know, just texted him, and you know we met, and I invited him to come to this gig um, okay. because I basically downloaded an app called Dice.
0: <laughs> so when did you find out about this gig and this band playing?
3: Yeah, so I was just going through, like, random gigs. Because I like, you know, random stuff. Like, things that I don't know much about. Yeah. Um, so, and I found this band and I looked online, looked on Spotify at their music and stuff. And... I really liked it, so I got the tickets, they were free, which is kind of good, yeah, 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 it doesn't matter, I would would pay, you know, as much as they want, because it was so good, Um, yeah, and then I was looking for some people to join me, and I was like, I'm just going to message someone, because it would be nice to catch up and, you know, see this band together,
4: um, um, yeah.
3: And here we go. In
4: echo with what you say, the band's awful, every, every performance tonight was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it was a
3: Very offensive. You mentioned the band is
4: called Amethyst, so yeah. I haven't Amethyst. That. Amethyst. Yeah, Amethyst. Yeah, that like, Amethyst, Amethyst, so Amethyst. Now, obviously, Mr. Retta has introduced them to me
0: tonight. I'm pretty oh, impressed. Wow. Pretty, in fact, pretty Join us, impressed. join us. So we just yes. kind of joined this is Sidney's just joined us, who so is one of the promoters responsible for yeah, show. Solomon's yeah. right in the middle of praising their performance, please. <laughs> yes, okay. so
4: Amethyst. Um yeah, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm Russ intero- has yeah. introduced them to me this week. Um, I'm impressed by the sound and I'm impressed by the talent really yeah. from singing to playing instruments to all the digital stuff to come back kind of an all-round experience i'm quite with, uh, yeah. kind of impressed with their kind of authenticity and uh, i
0: think i speak us when i say just yeah. so you know dan we all kind of found out about this band today yeah. thanks to the app Dice right, sure. I, I literally heard, like, I think about 5 o'clock this evening I heard about them I've heard all of about 10 seconds of their music because on the, that, uh, the on the Dice yeah. app you can press play for a little preview yeah. that's all I heard so of the few free gigs available tonight I oh thought yeah. I like that the most I'm going to go with that yeah. and it paid off handsomely. how do you feel about that Dan being the one who put this show on
5: yeah I was quite surprised by the turnout really um, yeah it was really good well, I think it's the third time we've had ameth- ameth- Amethyst at one of our gigs and yeah it
0: was really good like. yeah. Yeah. so I'm guessing all of you live in London now
3: yeah we do yeah. how
0: yeah, long yeah. have you all lived in London did five you move uh, here oh five years five okay. years yeah I was born I was
4: born in London so I was born so yeah. born and bred born and bred yeah and Dan what about yeah. you I've lived
5: in south east London my whole life so yeah,
4: okay.
0: yeah. and Greta and <laughs> Solomon you said you kind of knew each other Lost touch and came back together. Were you both in London the entire time? This life getting away?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, between London,
4: between Kent, between Oxford, between different places. But yeah. Yeah,
3: I've been
4: in London before. Uh, It's quite good actually to see this performance because I just last month, two months ago, I went for my first ever festival to Isle of Wight.
0: And that
4: was really, really good. I managed to see great bands like the Patch Mode. Um, see some other good singers as well even saw Liam Gallagher perform that was really good some of classics that was pretty uh, special yeah. but I really really like seeing bands, raw talent, underground, people yeah. that really know much that's about. I really because obviously, like a commercial is commercial, you can hear it anytime you want, but these guys, you really got to go and source them. We're actually going source them really good. Like a, yeah. yeah. It's kind of kind of like, for me, that's more means more to me than listening to the yeah. radio and listening to yeah. a band I already know, because I know them already. Yeah. But listen to talent like this,
3: it's quite so
4: special. I've been listening kind of, like, to her yeah. for
3: like two weeks now. Mm. Like I found the band and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to listen to her songs and... I've been listening every single day, Wait, like you mean this band, Amethyst? yeah, oh, okay, Amethyst, so yeah. So I found them, and I'm like, oh my god, I love them so much. And I've been listening every single day. Like I go to work, I listen to them. I go back from work, I listen to them. <laughs> they are just amazing, <laughs> no, seriously. A I just,
4: fan. I I'm, them. I'm
3: gonna like follow them, and you know, I'm so glad I found them, and just gonna listen every day now. And so you know
4: honestly, what? Much pre- more of appreciation for stepping on stage. Cause I've done a play recently with lovely Greta came to see. Um, so, but seeing, it's just like a more for appreciation for when people go on stage as well. Mm. Yeah. Not, not, not just yourself, but more for an appreciation for seeing other people because you know the work and the effort that goes into the rehearsals. And of course it pretty much has to be near perfect. Pretty much like the theatre, it has to be near perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously with film and TV you can do as many retakes as
0: you want, but you yeah, can't do retakes on stage. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. it comes to live performances, yeah. uh, they were yeah. quite good. So Dan, how did you go about putting this show together? How did you discover the bands that played tonight?
5: Well, all of the bands I've actually pla- um, done shows with before, so yeah, it was just a case of like getting them all together and just putting them all on, yeah.
0: How many? How long have you been putting shows on in London?
5: Um, well, my first show that I put on was with a band called the Amazons. That was in um, Halloween 2016, oh. and this year I just thought, you know what, just let's just put loads of shows on.
0: Oh, so was there a bit of a gap between the Amazons? So, the... Yeah, it was quite a
5: gap, yeah, because I was working in a supermarket. I just thought, you know what, let's just like, do loads of shows, see how it goes. So I think I think tonight was probably show 30, I'd say, of the year.
0: Oh. So, yeah. And what's the name of your promotion company? Yeah, it's Turtle Tempo. And so. where did that name come from?
5: Uh, I just thought, what's a cool animal? Um, <laughs> and what's a musicy word that sort of goes with it, in a way?
0: It works. Yeah, it works. so kind of sticks. Yeah,
5: I know, it's sort of
0: come together. I mean, the name so. of this podcast is Saddest Night Out, which comes from a song lyric. But okay. people just hear that and think, oh, that sounds depressing. And I did not think that through, and I spent forever trying to explain <laughs> it. So you're doing better than me. Oh, thanks. So where can people find out more about the shows? I'm assuming there's more shows in the pipeline.
5: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, they'll all be on DICE. I'm just, yeah, all on we, DICE? All of, all of our shows have been on DICE, and they'll always be on DICE. Um, yeah, we've, we've got a few coming up like, before the end of the year. So, yeah, it
0: should all be good. And Greta and Solomon, do you have anything online that people can check out? Any musical pursuits, creative oh, no, pursuits? Not really. No, really, just the fan I, at the moment.
3: I'm a cardiac physiologist. It's <laughs> so different.
0: And nothing on the Instagram about <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Just just cardiac like Cardiac
3: physiologist. Cardiac yeah,
0: physiologist. Yeah. Wow. It's very different from yeah. Is that a pretty work-intensive career?
3: <laughs> um. Yeah, it's quite intense. You see a lot of
0: dead people. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still squeeze in the odd live gig now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how passionate Afterward, you are. for work, yes. <laughs> Maybe to take your mind off of yeah, all that you might have
3: seen. That was perfect. <laughs> early in the day.
0: And Solon mentioned he was in theatre. Do you know pretty what it was, it was oh. he was in? Where you can find that?
3: You, you should. Yeah, Solomon, you where should can people write. find you?
0: Said you were in the theatre recently. What was it you were in? Where can people find out more about what you do? Okay, yes. Yeah, so um, I'm
4: basically theatre screen. Solomon John Charles eighty four on Instagram. You can follow me. Follow my crazy life. Not joking. Uh, but you know. But um, you know. And so follow my uh, kind of day to day life stuff with acting, stuff with theatre, stuff with screen, stuff with romance. Jacob. joking. Um, <laughs> So I'm a. I'll tell you what I'm a big love. Gonna take an hour. <laughs> yeah, it'll take all day. So yeah, let's follow Solomon, John, Charles, A Ford, and so We'll be all day for us, but thank you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: No, folks. Thank you all so much oh, for your time. Chris, and enjoy the rest you of the evening. Take care. Very much. <laughs> uh, what is- Okay, now I'm starting this. So now I'm back downstairs at the waiting room just by the stage where the show has finished. I'm here with the headliners of the tonight's show. Together they are, known of, they are known as Amethysts, but who are you individually? I'm Simon. I'm Clarice. Clarice? Yes. So how long have you two known each other?
6: About nine years, we met at school, didn't we? Um, Yeah. Started doing music at school together. Um, Yeah, we've been in a few, like in and out of a few bands together, haven't we? And um, been doing Amethysts for the last two years. So.
0: So nine years ago, is this university school, high school, school, Um, primary school? School, school, school. yeah, like high school. I mean, um, I'm twenty-two now. Yeah, I'm
6: twenty-five.
0: yeah. Was it in London or outside of London? It was in
2: outside of London. We live near... So we live in Suffolk. If you know Suffolk, it's like vaguely near Cambridge. I mean, okay. that's kind of the only place we could name, which is like any, anywhere... in the, of the
6: countryside.
0: Yeah. So wait, you were making music back in the day in school? Yeah,
2: we used to play together at like school concerts and stuff and do like a cover band together. And then, I don't know, it was like, you know, we were in and out of bands and stuff. And then one day we just said... Why don't we just write together and um, they all kind of came together.
0: Yeah. Has the musical taste changed since when you first met, or were you always leaning towards this type of sound?
2: We've
6: always been on the same wavelength, haven't we? Yeah. So um, I think
2: I mean we we kind of like came from different angles. I was always into like guitar playing and you were more into sort of poppy singing and then we sort yeah. of met I don't know, at some point we both got into sort of electronica and you know, James Blake and stuff and yeah. bon Iver. and it was yeah. like we sort of thought, Okay, well let's Find somewhere we can
0: Were you in bands together like in other people's bands together? Like you were both in the same bands.
2: Yeah, I mean we I was in a I was in a band where Clarice was the guest vocalist on a few yeah, songs. Like a featuring artist and it was you know, it was really clear that like when she came on stage the chemistry between us like vocally and stuff was amazing, so yeah. it was really obvious to, you know, us and pretty much everyone else that we should make a band together really.
0: Yeah. So when you finally did Can you try and explain what it is you each play in the band? (laughs) Okay, Um,
6: we do lots of live looping. Uh, It's quite crazy, isn't it? Like yeah,
0: so we
6: have to be so on it, don't we? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I am the lead singer sorry, got something in my mouth (laughs) swallowed a fly or something (laughs) Um, and I also play uh, two Akai samplers um, which are quite ambient noises um, for some of the songs then for some of the other songs it's like a main riff or something Um, yeah, so I do that whilst I'm singing the lead vocals
2: okay, okay, so I play, there's like a drum pad where I sort of launch loops and you know, you've got like bass loops and drum loops and stuff on there, so I'm launching that um, and linked up with that, there's like some sequences. So I've got like synths and stuff all on my little thing next to me. Um, your rig. Yeah, you my rig. One one of rigs. Rigs.
0: Like, yeah. like that one? You've got the synth rig, you've got the drum like pad yeah. machine, and then you've got your guitar pedals as well. Yeah,
2: and on the guitar, so I loop all of it up. So I kind of got like loopy bits on my sequences and loop bits on my um, drum pad, and then I've got a looper on my guitar as well. So depending on the song, I do different stuff on different songs, but, yeah. So each
0: song is a bit of a piece-by-piece build-up of loops and sounds Yeah, so it kind of
2: starts off quite mellow and we're sort of building stuff up and then it kind of launches in, normally, yeah. Yeah.
0: How much time did it take to arrive at this type of instrumentation and this type of sound?
6: It's been building up over the last few years, hasn't it? Um, Yeah. We've always done this kind of thing, but we've been working on the production a lot and... um, the way we loop things, just generally we've become a lot tighter and the sound has got a lot bigger hasn't it? That was our aim. There's there's two of us isn't there? Yeah exactly,
2: there's a session video we did which is one of the first things we did, like a BBC introducing session um, back in, it was like the end of 2015, beginning of 2016 we did this session um, and that's like an acoustic guitar Thing with a few samplers, right. and from there we've kind of <laughs> built up and got more gear. Yeah. And so we've, you know, decided what we were, how we want to sound, how we want to sound bigger. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm assuming playing live came first, and then recorded stuff online.
2: Actually, no, the other way around. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: we I've got we've got a little studio yeah. we record at yeah. um, quite a lot. So we just headed yeah. into the studio and started writing some music. Um, <laughs> Is that based in London, back home in Suffolk? Back home in Suffolk. Oh, do you guys live in Suffolk then? Yeah. We live in Suffolk, yeah. Are you heading back there tonight? We are, yeah, yeah.
2: It's not so bad. It's, it's an hour and a half.
0: You enough. say that, your face is a very different story. <laughs> yeah. But I'll believe it.
2: I mean, yeah, I know. Um,
0: but so, it's a bit of a journey, but it sounds like you've got a base campus set up in Suffolk. Oh, yeah. So got, is all the stuff that you got online self-recorded, self-produced?
2: It's, we work with a uh, producer in London, in Hackney actually, so just down the road, um, called Shooter Shinoda. And he's he's really cool. Yeah, Yeah. he's got loads of analog gear, and it's all very nerdy. But he's great. Yeah. So we take our songs there,
0: and he.
6: But yeah, we, yeah, record everything ourselves. Yeah, we record everything and write everything ourselves, and then co-produce it, and then he mixes it as well. So
0: yeah, Ah, so like the the stems of the track as well are recorded by yourselves, and then the finished product is pieced together when you work in London.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Normally, what happens is we'll put like a crazy delay on something. We'll take it to him, and he'll say, okay. I'll do that but a little bit less crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh now yeah, it's yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I was thinking of yeah,
0: exactly. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of mentioned some impressive stats that have happened with your recordings online tell oh, yeah. us more about that um,
2: we've been really lucky that like, you know, our music has been picked up by a lot of good playlists on um, Apple Music um, so one of our songs just hit a million plays which obviously, congratulations yeah, <laughs> thank you very are. much thank um, <laughs> Which is obviously really exciting for us
4: because,
2: you know, it's what everyone wants. And it's like tonight, I mean, it's like everything's changed because it was only. Probably half a year ago we would play London gigs and we'd be like a support act. And now it's like we're you know, we play nights like tonight. And people, and people actually
6: say that yeah. you come down to see us and, and you, singing yeah, a song. Exactly,
2: you see them sing along with you. And that's mental. Like you know, for us it's
0: crazy. You should definitely listen back to this episode, you'll we'll hear some very complimentary things about oh, your performance thank tonight. We've got much. a couple of very high die, very new die hard fans oh, of good. the music wow,
6: <laughs> amazing. So
0: so recording came first. How long have you been playing live? In?
6: We um, started playing life pretty much straight away, really.
2: Yeah, I mean, our, our manager runs a... boy well, did run a little venue, um, and he books... There's a band called Drones Club, um, who are like mates of his, and it was pretty crazy, because we didn't... You know, it was like our first gig, so we were really nervous, because they... They're signed to the same label as Disclosure and some crazy people. Whoa. So he was like, oh, I've got your support slot with them. We're like, what? We've never played a show together before. Uh, d- d- um, you yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine.
0: Yeah, I no. <laughs> But you survived. Yeah, yeah I mean, mean, we survived.
6: Yeah, to go back to that, My Love, which is the one that's got a million plays now. Nice. Like, yeah. you, you remember how that sounded? We did that, like pretty much nearly acoustically back then. Didn't yeah, we we, we did, we'd just oh. written it. We'd just yeah. written it and like we
2: were we didn't have any of the drums or anything sorted out, so we just turned up with a guitar and looped it up. Yeah. Just a live oh. sort of guitar loop. So
0: <laughs> So is that how you tend to compose? Like back to acoustic guitar, back to basics. And so you start with like a basic chord structure, then build yeah. from there? It
6: changes
2: every time I think. You
6: might you might just be sitting there fiddling with your looper <laughs> and doing <laughs> some ma- like making some crazy loops and then I'll start like singing a vocal line over it or something yeah it's a bit I mean like then, yeah. like be
2: there It's yeah. like we, I kind of we were just you know mucking around having a jam and I sort of wrote this chord sequence and then had this like riff running through my head and then you started sort of humming a vocal line and it just kind yeah. of all came together and it's, it's different every time I think yeah and it's better if you keep it like because you kind of it doesn't limit you to like one sort of style as it were because we yeah. although we kind of got like a quite solid style like our songs got kind of jump around in tempo and stuff quite a lot so
0: that's a snapshot of the history of amethyst what does the near future look like <laughs> any more shows in london coming up
6: yeah, we've got one. When is the date? Um, people have been asking me this. This yeah. is terrible. We're playing at the
2: Strong Rooms. Yeah. Um, In
6: Shoreditch. In
2: Shoreditch. Um, but some. we are
6: booking some more up. We've yeah. had a crazy summer.
0: We've got a sofa. 10th sands. of October. There 10th you go. Of summer summer <laughs> showers. <shattered it. laughs> oh, is that James, brother of police?
6: <laughs> Jacob. Oh, Jacob, yeah. sorry, my mistake. <laughs> what
0: was the name of the song that you feature on?
6: He's in the video. He's the
3: ah, actor.
0: Purple blood, the video. Check it out, folks. <laughs> so um, what's what the date again, so Actually, we've 10th of October. 10th of October. 10th of
3: October. <laughs> 10th of yeah. October.
0: And then in September, we're playing our
2: So Far Sounds, but we don't know where yeah. is it yeah. I guess that's the, the whole point script, yeah. Like, yeah yeah. 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 Well, that again so? uh, it's just in September like, have S- some point in September date, yes. but we've, yeah. Yeah. we've done a few somewhere, of
0: somewhere sometime yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um, but
6: yeah no we will be announcing more obviously but we've just had a crazy summer and stuff so you can start booking stuff up again and yeah, yeah so we've got it, some
2: exciting things yeah we've got happening. some new, new songs coming out yeah, yeah. Um, there we
0: go. that's what I was leading towards like we've things happening but what about recording back to the lab in some.
2: we've got some new songs yeah a couple of weeks
6: ago we just had them mastered didn't we yeah um,
2: so. so we're getting everything ready for that just
6: getting yeah photoshoot ready and then you see
2: what the rest of
0: the year brings to, <laughs> yeah. to be confirmed to be continued What's this space and where's yeah. the best place for people to find you online Ooh.
2: Uh, Spotify Facebook <laughs> Instagram uh, Instagram yeah. Yeah.
0: It, we are reasons. amethysts yep.
6: yes with the S on plural
0: yep floor. on herfstone aw what's the start like
6: Pisces
2: Pisces we're I like we're like the beginning of March it's yeah. like end of February beginning of March yeah so. kind of <laughs> this
0: very yeah. getting <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
6: our birthday's like really close
0: <laughs> meant to be that's great right there. well folks thank you very much for your time and thanks okay. again for a fantastic show thank you, thank show. you. For, next you next time. for coming
2: along and thank you for
0: interviewing my pleasure alright yeah so so now I'm walking down Stoke Newington Road, I think it's called, yeah, it's, it's happening now. I'm here with the sound engineer for tonight's show, Ken. Okay. How are you doing? I'm alright. I'm okay. not really good at speaking English. <laughs> have, you, have, have you ever been on a podcast before? No, ever. First time for everything. Welcome to the Saddest Night Out podcast. So, you were the sound engineer for tonight's show. How long have you been working at the waiting room? Uh, no, I just walk there like once a while. I moved to London last summer
1: uh-huh. and then I have, um, I, I just working as a freelance so I help uh, the venue like once a while. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know, I've done the venue like more than 10 times. Yeah, so I know the venue quite well.
0: So you moved to London last summer? Yeah. How, where did you move from? New York. New York? Whoa! I was just, okay, so there's some loud noise from the background. <laughs> it's part of the hazard of doing this. I was just telling you about how New York is a huge influence on me doing this right, podcast. Exactly, yeah. How long have you lived in New York for? Uh, just for two years. What, where did you move to New York from? Uh, New,
1: before New York I was actually in Canada, Toronto. Uh-huh. But I was only for a year. So before that, you know, I'm from Japan, Tokyo, and yeah, I was working in Tokyo for seven or eight years. Uh-huh. And then moved to Canada uh, like for a year, and then I moved to New York for two years, and
0: now, you know, it's been uh, for it's been a year in London now. Have you been doing sound engineering in all of those different yeah, places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the time. So how do you decide where to go to next? <laughs>
1: I don't know, actually, uh... I don't know because I like like rock music. Like, exactly, I loved like uh, New York underground music, like from like late '70s or like early '80s. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so I was really, always interested in New York music scene, mm-hmm. and also I loved some like musicians from Canada. Okay, so okay. yeah, just and you know, I just got opportunity, and then uh, yeah, just like I was just let's go
0: there and like see what's, what's happening, <laughs> you know Make it happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I absolutely idolize New York because a lot of my favorite music has come from there. What is the reality like in New York? How is it different or similar to London?
1: It's quite similar, I would say. Uh, but actually, like when I was in New York, I was mostly working at uh, jazz clubs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's you know jazz scene must be it's, it is really different, you know, because New York is very has very much very jazz
0: scene
1: yeah big scene but London not that big but yeah obviously like indie rock scenes like like London new indie rock scenes I would say like diverge more than like it's diverge more than New York so I there's think. more
0: different kinds of bands here right. than there
1: are in New York right yeah it's, it's a bit different yeah, they also I work on nightclub uh-huh. so also like uh, yeah London like nightclub music like techno, whatever, like club music scene is, is yeah. also different from New York. And, you know, New, London is famous for like German bass or like double steps that you rarely hear in New York. Oh. So, yeah, it's also, uh, yeah. they have like different type of music. Uh, Whereabouts in New York did you live? Because I know New York is massive. I lived in Brooklyn, but I mainly working in Manhattan, like lower Manhattan. So, you know, like East Village.
0: Green niche, you know, the famous for. (laughs) Yeah, like one day I longed to visit those places. So, did he kind of say, Oh, yeah, you know, I lived in Brooklyn, Low East Time? Oh my goodness, those are the places. (laughs) What's what's it? How expensive is it to live there? It is expensive, right? Yeah, as expensive as in London. Basically, the same. About the same.
1: Yeah, but the housing quality is like lower than here. You know, like, ah, yeah, all houses are like really old, and the floor is like, no, (laughs) like flat, like, what, tilted.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that does sound a little bit rough. Did you get to know many artists were were there like people in bands, etc, in your neighborhood or that you'd come across in day to day life yeah
1: like I got like this, like jobs in Manhattan it's through like actually Japanese engineers there are actually quite a lot of Japanese engineers working in New York but like if you go to Brooklyn, you know it's like it's, like, around here, you know, Hakuni, you know, very, like, local. So, like, lots of kids, like, hipsters are, like, playing band and hanging out yeah. some, like, pubs. So, you know, like, if you, like, it's a really small community. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to, like, play in, like, some music venues in Brooklyn, you just have to ha- hang out in Brooklyn and you yeah. meet people and have some connection. That kind of thing. It's, yeah,
0: it, actually, it is very small. Do you make music yourself at all? Used to. Like about like ten years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, you kind of left that behind and focused more on engineering instead.
1: Yeah, I kind of gave up to be a musician, but you know, but I also found the interest like sound engineering was really interesting. So. So
0: you've done you were home, Canada, New York, yeah. here. Yeah. Is there? Do you know where you want to go next, or is this looking like where you might stay for a little while longer? That's the thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm going back to New York. And maybe I'm maybe going back to Spain or
1: like some countries in Europe. Like I don't know, let's see. Like I, I have to I have to figure out, you know, what I can
0: do. So, absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Ken, thank you so much yeah, for your you time tonight. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep going. It's been lovely talking to yeah. you. Hopefully see you again yeah, soon. You. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. And that was that. Thank you once again to Baptiste, the bartender, Solomon and Greta, fellow attendees of the show, Dan the promoter, it goes by the name Turtle Tempo, Simon and Clarice, the two people that make up the band Amethysts, and Ken who was the sound engineer. As I was saying at the start, I'm first of all, I recorded that intro about five times because I'm trying to keep the intros fairly succinct, just paint a broad picture of where I was, who I spoke to in what order, etc. So that you can get straight to me talking to, you know, the main attractions of each episode, the interviewees. And then I can go into the narrative of the whole night. So, I left my place fairly late. I wasn't too fussed about going to a show in the first place, I just casually browsed the app Dice as was mentioned in the episode and really liked their preview of the band Amethyst so I chose them but I got there just in time for them really. I didn't get to see the other bands who were playing who were George Pelham and Joseph Watts but Solomon and Greta did see them and they were very, very full of praise for all of the artists that played last night. Upon my arrival Francisco was literally walking in the front door as I was. I think he lives just around the corner of fairly near to the venue, so it wasn't too much for him, whereas I had a bit of a like an hour and a half journey to get there. But the weather was nice, so you know, why not? We he walked in. I can't remember if I said this in the intro. As I said, I recorded like five different attempts for the intro, but forgive me if I'm saying this again. The venue down it's a basement venue, the stage is at the back wall, and there's a bench against the wall on the left and a bench against the wall on the right. Francisco walked in down the stairs and went straight to the front of the left bench and sat down. It was almost as if that section was reserved for him. I wouldn't be surprised considering how often this guy goes to gigs. I left my bag with him and went upstairs to get a quick drink just to try, you know, show some patronage for the night. And the person at the bar was wearing a cool t-shirt. It was a Jesus and Mary chain, but I can't remember which album it was. I'll put a picture in my Instagram. But it was a cool t-shirt. He seemed kind of cool, so we talked briefly. And he was in the middle of a shift, so he couldn't talk for too long. After him, I headed downstairs. The band was just starting. And as... I think they played a couple of songs and then said... A lot of people sat down. And they said it would be cool if you know you could stand up. Just politely asking. I, st- I think I was maybe the only person on my side of the bench who stood up. But on the opposite side of the room, there were two people at the front who stood up. And they looked kind of cool. And that was really all that made me want to approach them. In the past... I've often felt very intimidated going to shows like this and feeling as though I'm surrounded by people who are way cooler and hipper than I am and I don't belong there and there's no way I can approach anyone, etc. But with the power of the podcast, the inhibitions melt away a little bit, at least enough for me to approach someone and say, can I talk to you for my podcast? Before I spoke to them, though, the band finished, they played a cover of Dreams by Fleetwood Mac and I couldn't help but chuckle when they played it because... When I saw Magic Wands at Shacklewell Arms, Francisco was there as well. And they also played a cover of Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. But they played that because their guitarist, his guitar was kind of messing up. So while he was trying to fix it, the singer and guitarist decided, said, should we play a cover, and Dreams was the one they went with, because it's mainly two chords. I think it's F and G, the entire song. So it was cool to hear it, but that was the song that got the crowd kind of moving, and then the whole the rest of the night was a bit of a party, which was really fun. After the band finished, we asked for an encore, which they played, which was great. They finished their set, came off the stage, they were talking to their friends, you know, basking in the glory of just playing a great show. I managed to tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, that was a great show. I'd love to talk to you for my podcast. And they said, sure. And I said, that's great. You know, first, you know, finish talking to your friends, enjoy your moment, etc. I'll catch you when you're free. And then I asked, because they shouted out the promoter, Turtle Tempo. And I said, who is that? And they said, it's this guy right here. And that was Dan who approach, and I said, Dan, I'd love to talk to you for my podcast. He said, sure. I said, yeah, you know, first catch up, et cetera. I'll catch you in a moment when you're free. And that's when I went over and approached Solomon and Greta and said, hey, can I talk to you guys for the podcast? And I said we can do it outside where it's quieter. And, of course, it's always a slightly awkward situation when I approach strangers and say, can I interview you? But I, I've gotten better explaining the whole context and idea behind this podcast, which makes people go, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'm up for it. So we had as you heard, we had a great chat. They seemed like, they seemed very interesting. Greta, cardi I can't even know cardiac physiologist. Forgive me if I'm saying that wrong, but wow, that's an impressive job title. I did not expect it to say she sees a lot of dead bodies though. that was a bit of a that could kind have of, kind of shut the conversation down right there, but the mood was good, so we just kept it going. They were a fun conversation After, whilst I was talking to them, Dan promoter came upstairs and outside the venue and kind of saw me. I think he was looking to head off soon, so I said, hey, just just come and join us, rather than try and cut Solomon and Greta short and then talk to Dan. We all talked together. It was a good time. Dan was very appreciative of the interview, and I made it clear how oftentimes the promoters of shows, the people who put the shows on, can be unsung heroes. The people that play get to be on the stage and, you know, drink in that glory. But the person who put it on, they never never really get a moment on the stage to say, hey, I'm responsible for all of this, you're welcome. It was call of Amethyst to shout him out, because I wouldn't have known who he was if they hadn't. So I appreciate that cross-promotion and just back two-way street of gratitude. So it was cool talking to him. He hinted that he might start a podcast himself under the same name. And I said, if you ever need a guest, I'm more than welcome to join you. And then after talking to them, I went back downstairs and caught up with Amethyst. When I went downstairs, Solomon and Greta were singing their praises to Amethyst, so I politely gave them some space and waited till they were done. But I heard them mention how this guy was just kind of interviewing us for his podcast, and we were talking about your band. And then they turned around and said, oh, that's him right there. And I said, hey, yeah, I'm the weirdo who just interviewed them. And I think Amethyst said, yeah, he wants to interview us as well. So we first took a few pictures together, and then... Solomon and Greta, I think they had to go, so they left me to talk to Simon and Clarice. And the conversation we had, again, I laid out the context behind the whole interview. They really appreciated it. They mentioned during their set, yeah, that million plays on Apple Music, which is amazing. Now, I've been somewhat neglecting the fact that this podcast is also a chronicle of my attempts to achieve some success with my own music. And the people that I talk to, as well as this being a chance for me to shine some sort of spotlight on what they do, I also see it as a chance to make some contacts to help me with my own pursuit. So I spoke to them mainly about their story so far, which was really interesting, and I hope they made it safely back to Suffolk. After recording, I got to talk to them more about the nuts and bolts of their career trajectory so far. And it sounds very promising, to say the least. It was a type of conversation you probably can't put on a podcast because things are still in flux. And because I'd opened with the, the introductory conversation on the podcast, I felt maybe I could ask those kinds of questions and it not feel too personal. And I was right. The conversation went well. And I appreciate their candour. And I look forward to seeing them again October 15th. That was... Clarice's brother Jacob, who features on one of their music videos, who remembered the date. He was sat on one of the benches in the room with us. The room was pretty empty at the point when I was talking to them. You can probably hear that through the ambience. And yeah, things look very promising for them. I was curious to find out how things got to that point, and I was glad they were happy to share that with me after we were recording, and look forward to seeing them again. As soon as we finish talking... For the podcast, like once I finished, once I pressed stop, we heard a loud bang from the sound, the mixing desk area. And I think that was when I essentially met Ken. He was trying to put up these boards to like, close off that area, and I think one of them tumbled a little bit. And we were all like, ah, because we were afraid something bad had happened. But Ken had a pretty matter-of-fact expression on his face, like, ah, eh, happens all the time, don't worry, I'll be alright. And yeah, we happened to be leaving at the same time, and that's when I asked if I could talk to him as well. And his conversation was—my jaw dropped repeatedly. First of all, I really enjoyed taking a stroll down. I've mentioned this road before: it's Stoke Newington Road that becomes Dalston Kingsland Road that becomes Shoreditch High Street. And the fact that he's lived—just the fact he's lived in New York which is of course a massive inspiration for this podcast. I keep mentioning the books Meet Me in the Bathroom and Please Kill Me which are based in New York. So that is a large reason of leave a large reason for why I'm doing this in the first place. In fact he's lived there. I was just so in awe. So in awe. And he seems a really cool guy. After we finished recording, we just kept talking about the differences of living in each place. What it's like for him when he first arrives at a place, not knowing anybody and trying to ingratiate himself with the scene. We talked a bit more about the cost of living in each place. Toronto, I think we arrived at how Toronto is the smallest, New York is the largest. New York has a fairly small Asian or like Japanese community. But once you get in with one person, they tend to know everyone else and you kind of get introduced to the whole group and... Makes things easier. In fact, while he was in Toronto, he'd often visit New York. So when he moved to New York, he wasn't a complete fish out of water. He had made some grounds to meeting people. And he said he might possibly pop back to New York and then come back here to London again. He's not sure. But it was really cool to get to know him in that short walk we had. In fact, I meant to cross the road and catch a bus to go to Liverpool Street Station. He was going to Dalton Junction. I could have gone with him on the train, but I wanted to go to Tesco by Liverpool Street. Do some shopping, etc., and the bus is a little bit cheaper than the overground train. But I left, I let maybe I let, I let like six buses go past while talking to him. And then when we got to Dalton Junction, I was like, Okay, I'm gonna catch this bus. And I had to somehow maneuver the traffic in order to catch it. But it was just a really, really fun night. Not so fun was my journey home. So I got to from Liverpool Street, you take the central line to Mile End, then I changed to the district line. There was a train at the Mile End platform. And the driver said he'd been there for about 20 minutes because there was someone on the track further down the line and all the trains had been halted. He wasn't sure when he was going to get to move. So I got back on the central line to Stratford and was going to maybe get the Jubilee line to West Ham and then take ac to C2C train, which goes in the same direction as the district line but uses different tracks. Got to Stratford, went to the Jubilee line platform. Those trains had finished. It was just after midnight at this point, so I thought, rats, I'm a bit stuck. But there was another national rail line that went from Stratford to Barking and then from there I could get to where I wanted to go. But it meant I got home about half one, which is weirdly becoming the norm these days. That's the price you pay when you live in Zone 5, as opposed to Zone 2 or 3. Such a journey. But overall, it was a really fun night and I, got to li- I listened back to the conversations I had on my journey back anyway. Yeah, really, really enjoyed the conversations and not for nothing, but... When I talk to people, I tend to ask for their Instagram, at least. That's my primary focus of social media. And by the time I got home, pretty much everyone I'd spoken to was already following me. Or maybe like, by this afternoon. And I just I was really grateful for that, because it, to me, that says they really enjoyed the conversation we had. They liked the idea that I brought across. And I may be keen to hear more from it, which is all I'm trying to achieve I'm essentially building this audience episode by episode, as well as charting this, my, my chronicling my pursuits and charting this scene that I'm navigating. It's all happening episode by episode. I haven't really had a linchpin moment where hundreds of people start reeling in. In the last 24 hours, I think I've had about 41 plays. So Spotify tells Spotify, so SoundCloud tells me. So it is a bit of a drip feed. Little by little, people are taking an interest, and maybe slowly but surely. If the more this thing that I do is echoed by the people I speak to, as well as these people following me on Instagram, Evie Zamora, who I spoke to a couple of episodes ago, I saw she reposted the episode on which she features. So thank you very much for that, Evie. It's those little things that help to spread the awareness of what I'm doing. And who knows, maybe I'll someday I'll get to the point where, knock on wood, I end up on the charts for most listened to podcasts. I might be in episode 500 by that point, but it would be cool if that happens. So yeah, that was yesterday's adventure. It was great, I had a really good time. I'm not sure where I'm going tonight, or if I'm going anywhere tonight. Time will tell, but you can rest assured you will hear all about it on the next episode. I will say this though, I've got some catching up to do on Netflix. I might get into that in the next episode, because this part has gone on quite a bit This is what I mean. Instead of making it a 10-minute intro before you get to the conversations, maybe I'll keep the intro brief so a newcomer can get to what they clicked on for quicker. And then if they really enjoyed the conversations, they can stick around to hear this part. And if they really like this, maybe they'll check out other episodes. You know, skip a step, money, riches, fame and glory, etc, etc. Anyway, thank you for listening. As far as my own music, I haven't really done much since the last time we spoke. Uh, I don't know if I want to play anything today. I'm going to pause, and maybe when I unpause, I'll have something. Otherwise, I'll just say goodbye. We'll find out together. One sec. Ah, why not? I've got my bass guitar again, still unplugged. I'll just have to try and slap it a little bit. If, and when, and hopefully, and maybe, if I get to make all the albums that I have in my mind, this bass line would be from album four, track number one. Album four? Yes, album four, track one. We go. I haven't played that in a long time. I'm amazed I still remember it. Ugh, okay, that's enough for me. Thank you very much for listening. You can find me on social media at Saddest Night Out on Twitter and Instagram. You can email me saddestnightout at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or comments on what you just heard or if you have any suggestions on artists that I should check out. Or if you are an artist and you think I should check you out, shoot me a line. A couple of people have done that before and I didn't go to their shows, but next time might be the one when I do go. Otherwise, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash night out. All I'm asking for is a pound or a dollar a month to help me grow this thing into all that it can become. Thank you once again to everyone I spoke to last night. Had myself a very good time. Between us, I don't know if Francisco was the biggest fan of the band, but that doesn't matter because everyone else that you heard from tonight was. So, that's it for me. I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care.